Welcome and peace be with you. <laughs> we uh, have uh, Lee going to be doing our um, uh, announcements this morning. Um, but before he does, I just want to say it's so good to see you, Miss Jackie, and, and uh, our prayers are with you and um, for peace and mercy. Um, and uh, it was just a joy to talk to you yesterday. And the powerful witness that you shine of Jesus' love and the hope that we have for all of us who know Jesus and our children, that they will be with him forever, perfectly healed um, upon leaving this earth, this body, and being face-to-face -face with Jesus. Um, and Miss Valerie, your baby is with Jesus face-to-face -face right now. I just know it. Amen. Amen. Lee, would you come and, and help us with our... Uh, uh, announcements, please. Good morning. Happy New Year for the ones that I haven't said Happy New Year to yet. Another year for us, hopefully a, a good one. Uh, some of the things, before I start on the list that's already on there, uh, I was reminded that uh, the uh, poinsettias, there's still a whole bunch of poinsettia plants left over. They are now outside on the tables over there by fellowship. Please take some home, otherwise they end up going into the recycle bin. So anyway, please, uh, if you've got room for them, if you like plants, get one. <coughs> uh, they wanted to have a thank you for all the people who help out during the services. I guess that includes me too now. Um, people that help with the ushering and, and all the important things that make it run smoothly. Um, as far as the missions this month, the Lutheran Social Services up in Fullerton, they take care of about 200 families so they can always use uh, a couple of dollars if you can spare it. The uh, uh, depositories there in the, in the uh, lobby. Uh, sit and be fit is on Tuesday morning, of course, 10 o'clock. Uh, I've seen people there, but uh, show up for that, so that's a good thing. Um, Bible study on Tuesday at noon. Uh, that uh, is, works right here in the, uh, the other building. Uh, led by Pastor Ken. It's pretty well attended usually. Uh, and so if you have time and can get there, noon on Tuesday. On Thursday, don't forget the naughty ones are back for the knitters and sewers and folders and whatever all you do, talkers, probably much more than anything. Um, it's a good social event and gets you to play around, move your hands. Uh, on Saturdays, of course, at 8.30 in the morning, uh, excuse me, 8 o'clock in the morning, the men's Bible study in the pastor's office. Uh, everybody's invited to uh, come, all the men, I guess, anyway, the, the women. Uh, can have theirs on Tuesday, although that's a co-ed type prayer meeting, so, or a study meeting. Uh, this Saturday is the Re Reformation Lutheran Church Congregational Meeting. It's an annual meeting. We're required to have businesses taken care of, a budget is looked at, uh, members of the council are elected, and it's just a, a good thing. Everybody's invited. Uh, there is a free meal. So, I mean, you've paid for it during the year, but I mean, it's free that day when you come in. So uh, come on and have lunch with us and then uh, sit through the meeting, which will be fun and exciting, I'm absolutely sure. 
I hear we have a possibility of a new member on the council, so you wouldn't want to miss that. Uh, to vote for or against, depends on your... Yes, Ashley. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm going to get fired from my non-paying job, aren't I? All right. This Saturday is the regular council meeting. Uh, again, though, everybody's invited if you want to come. But the uh, required by rules meeting is on the 21st, which is the following Saturday. Thanks, Ashley. Um, if, uh, again, we have some people who are homebound, if you want to call it. They used to call them shut-ins. Remember that? Now, you guys aren't old enough to remember shut-ins. Um, but anyway, uh, if you have time and want to drop them a note or give them a call or drop by, uh, anyway, do that, please. And is there anything else that needs to be brought up that I have missed? Entirely possible. Nope. All right. Well, thank you. Let's get on with it. Have a good year. It's right. 
Please stand if you're able. <clears throat> we come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
for this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Help, save, comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. He is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation, blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him, your beloved son, and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Okay, the first reading this morning is taken from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 1 through 9, and this can be found on page 1124 in your pew Bible. Isaiah 42, beginning with the first verse. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. 
A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens, who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for my people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Next, we will read Psalm 29 responsively, which is printed in your bulletin. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, glory, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. The next reading this morning is taken from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. And this can be found on page 1754 in the Pew Bible. Romans chapter 6, beginning with the first verse. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. 
Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the third chapter found on page 1499 in your pew Bible. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is indeed from St. Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Matthew records, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. A paradox is a statement that seems to contradict itself, and yet it may be true. The Bible is full of paradoxes. For example... The Son of God is Lord of all, and yet he comes to be our servant. Another, we are by nature sinful, and we therefore lead sinful lives, and yet God declares us holy for Jesus' sake. And a third, we are born enemies We are born enemies of God, and yet God adopts us into his family. And today's gospel has a paradox in it. 
John expressed this paradox when Jesus came for baptism. He said, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Now, the baptism that John baptized with was with water for repentance. And the first step of repentance is to acknowledge your sin. But Jesus is the one and only human being, being one who led a life without sin, a sinless life. In fact, John knew this, and he knew that he himself was a sinner who needed to repent. And John was bewildered by the idea that he, a sinner, would pour the waters of repentance over the head of the only person who knew no sin. It didn't make any sense. It was a paradox. Now, the Apostle Paul explained this paradox in a, well, with another paradox. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul writes, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And even though Jesus never sinned, God made him to be sin. How can this be? We struggle with paradoxes of the Bible because of the limitations of, of our broken humanity. When God came to the end of the sixth day, of creation, we read in Genesis 1, verse 31. He saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And this included Adam and Eve, the human beings that he had created. And sadly, we read in chapter 3 that that goodness only lasted a short while. And Adam and Eve sinned, and, and they broke. They broke the universe. They were no longer very good. They were corrupted, and they passed that corruption on to their children. And the universe and mankind have been corrupted ever since that day. And that corruption, that corruption from the original sin limits our ability to think. It limits our ability to imagine. And the epistle reading that we recently heard, it illustrates the limits of that corruption. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul had just made an elegant case that salvation is entirely God's work. That we can contribute nothing to our own salvation. And Paul taught that God's grace increases to cover all of our sins. Our sinful corruption immediately demonstrates its limits by asking, should we not sin all the more so that 
God's grace can continue to increase? And this question can take many forms. You may have heard them. So if God forgives all my sins, I can sin as much as I want. Right? <laughs> I see some heads going, <laughs> amen. Or, why should people be good if everything is forgiven? Fair question. These questions assume one thing, though, and, and, and that's something that our limited, corrupted thinking doesn't notice. They assume that humans believe that there is a benefit to sin. That somehow sin is a desirable thing. And these questions assume that mankind is by nature sinful and unclean. And these questions also assume that the only way to get people to behave is by force. The only way we can get people to behave is by force. That means reward for good behavior and punishment for bad behavior. It is our corrupt, our sin-filled nature that is unable to see the reason for good works other than reward and punishment. And the Holy Spirit inspired Paul, and Paul anticipated this kind of thinking when he wrote this in today's epistle. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And he says, by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Well, because Jesus Christ has earned our salvation with the suffering and death, because that salvation has been delivered to us by the Holy Spirit, delivered to us by the Holy Spirit through water and word, we are dead to sin. Now listen carefully. This, is, this part's kind of confusing. We are free from sin. Sin is no longer our master. Jesus Christ has redeemed our corrupted thinking so that we can now understand that there is no benefit to sin. Christ's salvation has freed us from our desire to sin. And we now have a desire to do good instead. And that is the reason this is the important part. That is the reason that we are so frustrated with the sin that still shows up in our lives. It is through our baptism, it is through our baptism that we hear, feel, understand these words. And I heard these words so many times growing up under my mother and father. You know better than that. It's through our baptism that we understand sin. Now Paul then takes us back to today's gospel. Through baptism, we are joined with Christ. We are joined to Christ. It's his life is for us. His death is for us. His resurrection is for us. 
And Jesus came to John to be baptized for us. Now, there are several words in the original Greek that can be translated as forgiveness. And, and one of these words contains the idea of lifting something up, carrying it away and putting it down, putting it aside. And when Jesus was conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, the Father lifted the crushing burden of sin away from you and from me and laid it on him. Let me ask you this. Is there, um, is there gospel in the Old Testament? Is there gospel messages in the... Yeah, of course there is. You betcha. The, the great gospel writer in the Old Testament, Isaiah, the prophet, he said it this way. In Isaiah 53, 4 through 6, pure gospel right here. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our, sor our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So the paradox of Christ's baptism, it's solved. He came to the Jordan as the greatest sinner of all. Not because he had ever sinned, but because he carried the sins of the world. The Father made him to be sin who knew no sin. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And in his baptism, Jesus stands with us in our baptism. And the Holy Spirit joins us together. Repentance. Repentance recognizes the terror of sin. And although Jesus never sinned, he did carry away the sin of the world. And even though the sin was not his, he still endured the terror of its punishment. And he carried your sin all the way to the cross. And there he faced its terror. And he cried out, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And he hung there between you and the almighty wrath of God's justice. And he took the blows of your sin into himself. And he satisfied the perfect, eternal justice of God for you and for me. Now the Holy Spirit, again, inspired Paul to write this. 
Paul writes, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Jesus has carried your old sinful nature, kicking and screaming, to the cross. And Jesus carried that old sinful nature into death, and he left it there. He left it there when he rose from the dead. And therefore, you are no longer slaves to that sin. And then God responded to the baptism of Jesus with a great epiphany. For a brief moment, all three persons of the triune God reveal themselves as the team that they are. God the Son stepped out of the water. God the Holy Spirit descended in visible form like a dove. And God the Father, he spoke from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And here we see the unity of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in making salvation a reality. And the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan publicly demonstrates that Jesus identifies with sinners. He has come to take the people's place. He has already carried the sin of the world from his conception. But his work was private at this time. And with his baptism in the Jordan, his work of salvation is made public. The epiphany of the Father and the Spirit proclaim his mission to the world. That is this, that Jesus is the innocent sin-bearer who will take away your sins. Now, according to the early church, the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan is the official beginning of Jesus' public ministry. And it's during the process that the early church used to replace Jesus. This is when Peter said in Acts 1, 21 through 20. One of the men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. The baptism of Jesus in the Jordan points us forward to all the work that Jesus did for us, his perfect life, his suffering, and his death, and his resurrection, his ascension, and also the work that he still does among us as our risen and ascended Lord. It points us, it points us forward to our own baptism as a means for the Holy Spirit to deliver salvation to us. And it is in solidarity 
that Jesus in the water is one of us. For the children of God, all of you, know this to be true. That is, he suffers with us. He died for us. He begins healing the corruption that limits us. He begins healing the corruption that hides the truth from us. And he shows us that he is the sinner's friend and Savior. And you all know this, that he makes me, he makes you his own, that we may live with him forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please stand if you're able. Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended into hell. And on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and for all people according to their needs. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you to praise you and thank you for all of our blessings. Thank you for your mercy and your constant care over our lives. Thank you for your word and your commandments that bring us life, peace, and healing. Father, help us seek you first in all circumstances, and let the desire of our hearts be to do your will and obey your commands. We want to be led by your Spirit. Help us to love one another the way that you love. Father, we want to lift up and come alongside those who are mourning the loss of their loved ones and we ask that you would comfort them. We thank you, Lord. Father, we pray that you would be with those who are aging and ask that you would grant them good Christian doctors and caregivers and relieve pain and ease anxiety and fear. Father, we want to lift up those who are experiencing bad side effects due to medications, and we pray that you would strengthen immune systems and reverse any damage caused by pharmaceuticals. Father, we pray that you would protect babies in the womb and all children from being taught evil things that are contrary to your love and your truth. Father, we want to lift up those who are homeless and hungry and cold and ask that you would provide shelter and hope. Father, we lift up all who are sick and ask that you would heal them in body, mind, and spirit. Dear Lord, help us hand over all of our concerns to you and grant your peace which transcends all understanding. We surrender to you and we trust you. And we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you. O Lord our God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, 
And with them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. And that is sharing in our life. He lived among us to reveal your glory and love and that our darkness should give away to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread, and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Baptized in water, uh, sealed by the Spirit, and marked by the cross, we are his children. The Holy Spirit enables us to desire to do what is right and pleasing to God. Yet our flesh, our flesh keeps us from doing it sometimes. This is a foretaste of the meal to come. 
that is for only those who believe, only for God's children, only those who have been saved by confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. You're the king's kids. This meal is for you. That baptism allows you to walk wet and remember what he did for you. And therefore, there is no more condemnation for the sin that you have done or that you will do. Come, the table is prepared.
we should remember our baptism daily. The day that the Holy Spirit was lit upon us like a dove, though we didn't see it, though we didn't maybe hear out loud the Father claiming you as his daughter or his son. He was saying that. You were sealed by the Spirit. You were marked by the cross that day that you were baptized into Christ. And now the benediction, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Still my soul will sing your praise unending.